good morning. It is Thursday. Today is the seventh day of October, and Cody Gross is here talking football. Good morning to you, Coach. Good morning. Well, I missed talking to you Friday night. We had uh, uh, Megan out sick, and so I had to do something I don't normally do, which is run all that stuff up there for Greg and Chris mm-hmm. and Allen. And, but uh, it was a, we did not win the game, of course. But now, my personal opinion, and I know that you just jump at the bits every Thursday to get in here and find out what my personal opinion on this broadcast is. I can't is. wait. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I thought we played very well. We just didn't play well enough to win. We played well in spots. Yeah. Um, I thought we looked really good at times. And, and you know, we times. went ahead there, you know. And I, I, at, right. at first I thought, well, hey, uh, this, this may be the deal. Yeah, we uh, – it was the best our offensive line has played yeah. by far. So hopefully that will that will continue. Um, just giving up too many big plays. Yeah. You know, we're just, we're just making it a little bit too easy on other folks at times. But, um, yeah, overall, I would say we played fairly well now. You know, you can't play fairly well against a, a team like that right. and come away with a win. Right. But, um, you know, we went over there with every intention of winning the ball game and uh, played that way. And um, – you know, I did have the lead midway through the third, and, um, you know, we were not able to finish it. They had, uh, of course, we've talked about this every week, and I know people probably get tired of hearing it, but they uh, had some really big, big players. Uh, I think Greg one time said that uh, they had some guys that were like 285. And I'm thinking, gee whiz, that's college size. Yeah, their offensive line looked, looked like a college Offensive line, um, they they were they very very big, uh, good. They you know also a good offensive line, um, very well coached. Uh, and quarterbacks a really good player. Got got a couple of scat backs and and um, you know another couple of good re- receivers and and just uh, you know they're a handful. Yeah. They're a handful. You know from a defensive standpoint going against them, and um, you know we we just couldn't limit couldn't limit the big plays. Who, in your mind, stood out? Uh, of course, obviously, we've got Headhunter and an Offensive Player of the Week we'll get to in a minute. But outside of those guys, uh, who out there kind of shined that you, you, you know of? Well, Jaden Jude again. Yeah. I mean, my goodness. I, I don't think there's been a game this year where he's not been the best player on the field. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I, honestly, I don't think it's been real close. Um, you know, 20 carries for 100 yards, four touchdowns. And uh, threw the ball well, and just. Um, well, you, well, let me ask you this: you, you, of course, you, he was a receiver last year for you. <coughs> You're moving to quarterback this year, which wasn't the first time that you've pulled that trick. I mean, mm-hmm. you did that with the Jordan last year, I think. Uh, mm-hmm. Are you surprised that he made that transition as well as he did? Because we had, outside of the first few minutes of the Fort Payne game, where it seemed like we were just a little. Shaky, which that's understandable, and not just him, but I think everybody was mm-hmm. a little shaky. Had the first game jitters. Uh, he has seemed to have really uh, settled down and, and, and fallen into the the role of the, the the quarterback. Yeah, there's no doubt. I mean, he he is uh, he's embraced it. Um, how hard of a how hard of a transition is that for him to go from receiver sure. to quarterback? I would think it's tough, but you know, Jordan handled it well. Him. He's handled it well. Um, yeah. That speaks really, though, and I, and I know people probably get tired of hearing me say this because I said it last year over and over about Jordan, and I can say the same thing about Jaden. Just unbelievably football smart. Yeah. Because nobody has a clue what those guys have to process. Uh, one, our play calls are extremely long, where linemen and everybody else just needs to know part of it. They just need to know their part, but we're saying it all. So the quarterback has to know all of it. Then he has to get the running backs lined up correctly because we're running a million formations. He's got to get everybody lined up right. Uh, sometimes he's got to move the tight end and the wing. Sometimes he's got to move the back. Sometimes he's got to bring motion. Uh, he's got to do all that. And then he's got to be able to read defenders, got to, and, and all that while getting, uh, get, getting hit over <laughs> and over and over and delivering hits. And um, physically it's tough. Mentally it's tough. You throw it all together. Uh, I think it's extremely difficult, but he doesn't make it look like it's very difficult. No, he doesn't. It's it's amazing to me knowing uh, where he came from, the position he played, 
and moving into that position where I mean, like you said, when he was wide receiver, he had you know just part of the thing he right. had to, he had to know. Mm -hmm. Now he's got to know what he knew at receiver but, plus everything else. But he's told me he told me this week that it helped him that he did play receiver. As far as our formations go, that, that helped him. Um, the way a lot of the things work, uh, he's been able to take his prior knowledge and and use it, you know, use it to his benefit. But, you know, again, he's, he's just been unbelievable. And um, just hope he continues that. Um, no, I see no reason that he doesn't because he comes to work every day, comes with a good attitude and, and eager to learn and, and, and lead and, and those kinds of things. So. Um, he picked up his third offer this this week. He, he really? got an offer from UNA, was his first. Last Saturday, UT Chattanooga offered him. And then uh, last night, UT Martin uh, offered him. So we got other schools interested. We got one coming by today to, to, to check him out. So, you know, he, he's going to get several, several more offers. Um, but it, but he stood out, and like I said, he always, he always stands out. I thought Dylan Roper, once again, just made some great catches, some tough runs. Uh, did some good stuff. I think Cameron Gatewood ran the ball well. Uh, Silas Jones was uh, was was not bad and and getting a little bit better at running back. Um, Colby uh, Colby Kirk, uh, wide receiver, um, started the other night. Uh, had an injury, so he he got his first start. He's a senior. First chance for him really to play, and uh, he had four catches, a couple of really good catches. Um, you know, he, he really kind of stepped up for us when, when we needed him to. Um, you know, Aiden Miller was uh, the player of the game, I think y'all voted on. And, um, you know, he, he's just a, he's a golden eagle. That's yeah. what he is. Yeah. And he, he knows his role. He serves his role well. And uh, he did a good job for us. So, you know, I, th I thought those guys played well, um, you know, Defensively, uh, I don't have a whole lot to a whole lot of guys talk about. I mean, we gave up 45 points, and we've we've got to we've got to get a lot better in that area. You can give up 45 as long as you score 46. Well, that's true. I'd rather <laughs> not have to score 46. <laughs> uh, there's a couple of things that, that while you were speaking there, I was thinking about and talking about Jaden and, and playing wide receiver, helping him at quarterback. I remember uh, Stephen Rivers, uh, not Stephen Rivers, Philip Rivers talking and, and Coach Rivers even talking about. Uh, you know, uh, Philip was the defensive back, and uh, he talked about how much playing defensive back helped him in the quarterbacking role. Mm -hmm. You know, when that, when he was at that Athens, uh, you know, I don't think they threw the ball. Uh, best I remember, not a whole lot. Yeah, it's not like he's, I think they ran the power a lot. You know, he handed uh, off a lot. And uh, then uh, he's talking about uh, uh, Hayden Miller. Uh, I got the, the chance to to. Uh, we were in the stands last week, which is kind of unique. Uh, we get to, I guess, mingle with the crowd a little more and hear some comments from the crowd. Some, some of them we probably would would like to turn them down some. But uh, anyway, we talked to Greg, his his dad, and uh, uh, he said that uh, last week he asked uh, Hayden when he came in. He said, "You're going to be a." a what was it? A cow or a what was the what was the phrase you used? Buffalo. Buffalo. And he said, uh, he looked at him and he said, "Where'd you hear that?" <laughs> he, he said, "I just don't worry about it." And he, he said, he got right up in his face. And said, "Where'd you find out about that?" <laughs> and I don't know that Greg ever told him. Yeah. But he listened to the program here last week. Right. And uh, so, uh, but you know, uh, he, he was a, he was a buffalo. Yeah. He's a, he's a, he's a good player. Yeah. He's he's a tough kid and. Uh, like I said, he, he's just a kid that he's never missed a workout. Four yeah. years, never missed a workout, didn't, never missed a practice. Don't you love those kind of kids? Yeah, and, you know, he, he worked himself into playing time. Yeah. You know, he didn't, uh, didn't ever complain, didn't, uh, you know, didn't. But the thing is, he showed up. He's been consistent. And, man, if you can be consistent, that's life. If yeah. you can be consistent rather than great every once in a while, nobody really cares about that. Yeah. Can, you know, can we count on you? Are you going to be consistent? I'm consistent. And the reason he's he's gotten to where you play is because he's because he never missed a workout. I mean, he it's amazing. Uh, I mean, he power he weighs like 140 pounds. He power cleans like 240. Yeah, and it's unbelievable to watch him do it. It's his technique, but it's because he never missed. And if you never miss, it's amazing uh, what can happen for you. Let's take a break here at 10:17. We're talking with Athens High School head football coach Cody Gross. We'll be back here in just a minute. 
Athens, Alabama is William G. Matthews. The law offices of William G. Matthews is equipped to handle all your legal needs. Real estate closings, divorce cases, personal injury, social security disability, on-the-job injuries, adoptions, bankruptcies, wills, estates, and probates. There's no need to use an out-of-town law firm when William G. Matthews is local. When you schedule your appointment with William G. Matthews, you meet with him face-to-face. Schedule your appointment today by calling 256-232-2310. Serving Athens and surrounding North Alabama areas. William G. Matthews, Attorney at Law. Online at Athens-Lawyer.com. No representation is made that the quality of legal services provided are greater than the quality of legal services provided by other attorneys. Some drivers think comfort is found in leather seats or dual climate control. But for 40 million American motorists, comfort is knowing they have a State Farm agent who's always there, providing personal service at a competitive rate. So talk to me, State Farm agent Eddie Brakefield, and I'll help you make sure you get the coverage you need and the discount you deserve. After all, any insurance company can promise you a good price, but nobody takes care of you like a State Farm agent. Call me, Eddie Brakefield, at 232-1238, and I'll prove it. First State Bank is a local community bank that supports the community, community schools, community sports, community businesses, and community individuals, from personal and business loans and accounts to savings and mobile and online banking. First State Bank offers it all. City President Ray Neese and staff would love to talk to you about your financial needs, so visit First State Bank, your hometown community bank, Highway 72 East in Athens, directly across from Bojangles. Member FDIC and Equal Housing Lender. Hello, this is Jimmy Woodruff. It is my pleasure to talk to you about a great program at Athens High School, Feed the Eagle. We are working to assist the football team with proper nutritious meals twice a day. The support for this food need is totally 100% contributions from our community. We have a great board of directors and we have Karen Gross as sort of our boots on the ground. Cody's wife, she has worked on this program as ladies that help cook. Great program. Please help us in the community when you can. Feed the Eagle, P.O. Box 929, Athens 35612. We need your support to make this a vital and ongoing reality for our young people. Back with Athens High School head football coach Cody Gross. Coach, uh, let's look at our defensive uh, headhunter this week from Athens Athletics. Uh, our headhunter for the week this week is? Went with A.I. Moore. Um, A.I. is a sophomore defensive lineman and uh, <clears throat> didn't play a whole lot the other night, but but gave us some good um, some good good snaps. You know, he, he played about a dozen snaps and put him in there at nose. He started the year as a defensive end. We, we moved him inside and um, – Thought he, he he held his own, and uh, he's a guy that's got to be he, he's got to develop into a player for us. He's he's uh he's one of the few guys we got that has a little bit of size. Um, he actually gained about 30 pounds in the off season, uh, mainly because of our feed the eagle program. What and number is he? He's number 90. 90. And uh, he's a uh, he's a really good kid, and and got a lot of potential. And uh, he just got to keep improving. Just got to keep improving, but. If he can do that, he, we need him to do that again tomorrow night. Give us that many snaps or more, and and make sure they're good quality snaps. Because again, he gives us a little bit of a little bit of, of weight on the inside, and uh, able to 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 work, roll some different guys in there. You know, defensive line, you need a little bit of depth. And um, early in the year, he wasn't giving us any of that. Didn't provide any of that. But uh, but right now, he is. So. He, he's a guy, though, again, he's got a really high ceiling. He's got a lot of potential and can be a really good player for us. And um, just really proud of how he played the other night. And that, that's the most he's played against probably the best uh, – it's probably the best offensive line that we faced. Yeah, and, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wouldn't say it's the best offense we faced. I think Hueytown was that. But, yeah, but, but I do think it's the best offensive line that we faced. So he's a sophomore. How many sophomores do you have there – Either offensively or defensively, that are going to that are playing some now that will be able to contribute for the next couple of years. Well, we got several. Well, well, Jake McDonald was playing, was starting at corner for us, but he's he's out for the for the year with an, with an injury. Um, so that that's one corner. Um, and then uh, defensive line, you got A.I. Moore and, and Kyrus Jackson are a couple of sophomores that are playing. And then London Townsend, a freshman, started uh, the defensive end the other night. 
Um, now he didn't didn't play a ton of snaps, but he did get the start. And London's really improved. Um, just turned 15 years old <laughs> and uh, playing defensive end. And he he's he's a really really good football player. And uh, really looking forward to some big things out of London. So uh, that's what you're looking at defensively. Um, offensively, you got uh, Braxton Land Troops playing a good bit in the offensive line. Uh, a sophomore that's that's improving daily. You know, he he showed some things. Uh, he shows signs at times of being being really good. So, looking forward to what he's going to become. Uh, Spencer Dolan got his first, uh, got his second start the other night against Hartsell. Uh, turned 15 on Monday, <laughs> so he's 14 years old and uh, played every snap against Hartsell and held his own. Um, you know, Spencer's a 6'4", 275 pound kid that just turned 15. <laughs> you so, think he's still growing yet? I hope not. Uh, <laughs> but if he is, he's, he's still going to be a big one. Um, but it, that, that's a young guy that's given us a lot of a lot of reps there, a lot of snaps. Um, and then um, wide receiver, you got Caden Dumas that's playing as a sophomore, Johnson Spiegel, who's out right now. But Johnson started for us as, at wide out as a, as a sophomore. And then Walker Harrison's also out right now. We've got a lot of guys that are out right now, but he, he's a freshman that's played a good bit of, of receiver. Um, Silas Jones is uh, running back. He's a 10th grader. Mac Anderson's our long snapper, playing a little bit outside linebacker. Aiden Cook's played a little running back and a little outside linebacker. He'll be our punt returner. Um, all those guys are sophomores. And then uh, Brogan Gross is, is getting some playing time at quarterback. He's a ninth grader. So, you know, we got some guys that are getting some, getting some quality yeah. uh, time right. as young guys. It obviously, it's going to pay – should pay dividends in the future. One of the guys that is in the backfield came from uh, James Clemens, I believe. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, no, May Jemison. May Jemison, that's, that's Gatewood. Gatewood. And is he a, He's a junior. Junior. Should be a sophomore. Yeah. He's 15. Yeah. My wife. May have just turned 16. My wife worked with his dad. Yeah. Well, up until just the last year or so, he, he went somewhere else. and and uh, But he was at... May Jemison when he was uh, working with her and uh, she had seen him at uh, one of the ball games and uh, she said of course we don't have a roster you know uh, right uh, but don't guess they have programs this year I don't know maybe they do they do (laughs) do. (laughs) we don't have one anyway and uh, so uh, she asked me she said do you know do you know who if 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 this, if this is uh, so-and-so, I said, I don't know. I mean, you know, I really don't know. She said, well, I work with a, a Gatewood. And she said, I can't imagine, you know, there being that many of them around here, you know. She mm-hmm. said, maybe. Uh, but uh, she ran into him last week at the Hartzell game. Uh, she was subbing for me taking pictures, so she had a chance to, you know, see some folks, I guess, that she normally wouldn't see. And uh, But he, he's got uh, uh, good things to say about the program. You know, well, he Cameron's a really good kid. I mean, just uh, he's he's very intelligent. He's um, you know really good student in the classroom. Um, hardworking kid, got you know just polite manners. You know, and and boy, he he's a good looking athlete. He's he's playing both ways. You know, he's starting at safety right. and um, and then playing a ton of of, uh, of snaps at running back. You know, coming from. Not knocking a program, but coming from a program like May Jemison over to Athens, I mean, that's, to me, that would be a big move. I mean, you know, like a, a step up. Uh, you were talking about him being a good student and good in the classroom. That's important for obvious reasons, but it's important when it comes time to play football, is it not? I mean, they, mm-hmm. they the, the, you know, used to, uh, and this may not have been fair, but uh, you know they classified old, just old dumb jocks. Right. You know, it's no years, no dumb jock. You don't, you know. But uh, old dumb jocks ain't dumb no more. You can't, you can't be dumb and play football. <laughs> That's right. I mean, you, you really can't. I mean, it's um, not at a high level. You know, it, it, there's so much thinking now. Now, years ago, when I was in school, you yeah. could be pretty dumb and play football. Yeah. You know, like our our play call would be, you know. Right, 33. Yeah. But now it's a lot longer than that. There's a lot more to it. But there's also, you know, used to there'd be one teams would run one defense. Yeah. That's what, it, and almost everybody ran the same defense. Right. So every week you just got the same thing. Basically, people are doing the same thing on offense. And now everyone is multiple. You know, it's 
everything's trickled down from the NFL to college to high school. And now things are actually trending the other way where they're trickling it up from high school to college and college to pro. Because yeah. now you're seeing folks in the professional level doing some things. And um, I guess I'm, I'm turning this around, but there's some NFL coaches that really ought to talk to some high school coaches about how to defend these offenses that they're seeing. Yeah. NFL's used to forever seeing one, you know, basically the same offense, yeah. the same plays. Right. And now you get into RPO stuff, you get into option stuff, yeah. and they never saw it. You know, a high school defensive coordinator has to be able to line up to the wing tee one week and an empty backfield the next week and an option the next week. It, 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 it's something all the time. And uh, that's how football's evolved. So, yeah, but guys have to be smart to play. Now, there are some that are smart in a classroom and dumb in football. There are some that don't do a very good job in a classroom and they're really smart in football. Right. Uh, and, 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 so, <laughs> and some are, are bad at both <laughs> and some are good at both. So I don't think there's just a uh, one-way deal there. But, but what I found is offensive linemen are generally very intelligent. And it's become more skilled guys on offense have become very intelligent. They pick up everything. And I really think it becomes, if you care about it, you'll learn it. Yeah. And you'll figure out how to do it. And, um, you know, if you invest a lot, you're going to care a lot. So, it, it, but again, no, there are not many dumb jocks. Yeah. You know, you by being in the stands last week, it kind of gave me a different perspective of, usually I'm on the field, so I don't hear. You know, and, and, and <laughs> From the fans that holler at the coaches, and, and, and the, the coaches don't hear them, I don't think, because I never hear people hollering. Mm -hmm. you know, now, when you're in the stands, you hear things that you think, you got to be kidding. You know, <laughs> you, you, what? <laughs> you said what? <laughs> but uh, you can tell that a lot of the fans watch a lot of other ball. They watch college and they watch pro because there will be a call on the field or, or a non-call. And you hear the guy, that's, you know, ref, that's, a, mm -hmm. you know, targeting or whatever, you know, which we don't have we don't targeting have in high school football. You no. know. They'll call a blind side block or yeah. something like that. Yeah. But they, no, there's no targeting. And one of the big ones is, um, is intentional grounding. So people think that, hey, uh, he's outside the tackle's box. He can throw it anywhere. Yeah. Well, in high school, that's not the case. Yeah. Getting outside the tackle's box means nothing. Yeah. It means absolutely nothing. You know, in college and pro, if you're outside. What it means the, is somebody's not blocking yeah. like they should. But you get outside the tackle box in college or pro, as long as the ball passes the line of scrimmage, you can throw it away. Right. In high school, that's not the case. Yeah. You know, and everybody always talks about about that, but that, that really – it didn't come into, into into play in high school. I know uh, one time before we take this break, my, Adam was, my son was playing quarterback out there, and they were running a two-minute offense or whatever, and he's in the shotgun. And uh, they hurry up. And he's in the shotgun and throws the ball to kill it. <laughs> you can't do that. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't know if – They changed it to where you can now. Oh, well, he, back, but then you couldn't. No, you couldn't. I don't, I don't know if, if – Nobody ever told him. I'm sure Coach Creasy, if I yeah. asked Coach, oh, yeah, we told him. Right. And they probably did. Yeah. But, you know, just in the heat of the moment, and, of course, you know, in, high, in the, the pros, you could probably do that. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure he'd probably been watching somebody in the pros, and when they lined up and he knew they had to kill it, he just threw the ball to the ground and mm -hmm. you get flagged. Well, at least they get, <laughs> you know, when I was playing, you couldn't do You couldn't do that. You had to throw, when I was in high school, you had to throw the ball out of bounds. Yeah. So you'd stand up, and, and in college we could spike it in the ground, but in high school you had to stand up and throw it over the receiver's head. Yeah. He, did, he was supposed to just stand there. Yeah. So things have changed. Yeah, yeah. Take a break here. We'll come right back. Get more with Cody Gross in just a minute. Athens, 
Athletics, your headquarters for all your trophy, monogramming, and screen printing needs. Athens Athletics has face coverings for COVID-19 with your favorite high school team logo and colors. Or they can custom print your face covering with your business or group's logo. All work is done in-house at their location to ensure top quality results. Athens Athletics at Highway 31 and Armory Drive is your locally owned athletic supplier. Whatever your sport, from soccer to football, tennis to baseball, Athens Athletic has you covered. Plus, Athens Athletics does vinyl lettering too. Athens Athletics can custom print and monogram your business apparel and gift items too. Put Athens Athletics on your team and be a winner. Athens Athletics, Highway 31 and Armory Drive. Since 1965, Pepsi Cola Bottling of Decatur has been committed to our community and proudly supports local school athletics. This commitment has made Pepsi Cola Bottling of Decatur the industry leader, offering a full family of Pepsi and Mountain Dew products at your favorite grocer or convenience store and a friendly, dedicated staff to service your needs with soft drink and snack vending, restaurant services, concessions, or special events. Go with a leader, go with a winner. Locally owned, Pepsi Cola Bottling of Decatur. It's bow time. So it's game time and you got a bunch of rabid fans. Dad, we're hungry. You head out to fire up burgers and dogs and go from grill master to MVP. Then you realize you're out of GAS. Yup, out of gas on game day. What do you do? Drop a big bow box on it. Game on. Feed a family of four with eight pieces of chicken, biscuits, fixings, and tea. It's bow time. The Greater Limestone County Chamber of Commerce and WKAC Radio urge you to shop, eat, and buy local. Local businesses support our community where you live, work, and play. When you shop, eat, and buy local, you help your local economy stay strong by creating jobs, improving local government services, schools, and recreation. Make Athens Limestone County a better community. Shop, eat, buy local. A message from the Greater Athens Limestone County Chamber of Commerce and WKAC. We keep Athens connected. Governor Kay Ivey beefs up her campaign staff. This is YHN News. I'm Scott Chambers. Governor Kay Ivey announced Wednesday that she has tapped three seasoned Republican political operatives for key staff positions in her bid for re-election. Veteran campaign professional Will Califf has been appointed to serve as the governor's campaign manager. Ivey also announced Ann Allen Weldon as her campaign finance director. Additionally, Jonathan Hester will assume the role of deputy campaign manager. An Alabama community college professor has been arrested on 40 sex crime charges. 38-year-old Kimberly Sonenstein of Ozark is charged with 30 counts of sexual abuse, 8 counts of sodomy, and 2 counts of traveling to meet a child for unlawful sex acts. Sonenstein is currently being held in the Dale County Jail without bond. A local school system in Alabama shows the impact of COVID-19. YHN's Jay Holland has details. Pell City School Superintendent Dr. James Martin says lower scores on the Alabama Comprehensive Assessment Program tests show that students suffered from the time away from school during the COVID-19 pandemic. The ACAP is a new standardized test for students grades 2 through 8 that measures math and English language skills. Dr. Martin says the low test scores points to the large amount of time which these students have had school interrupted by COVID. For YHN News, I'm Jay Holland. The University of North Alabama is now the fastest growing four-year institution in the Yellowhammer State. The university is one of just five universities in the state to report an increase with an overall growth of 6.2%. More than 10 universities in total reported a decrease in the past year. I'm Scott Chambers. You are listening to YHN News. Katie Britt is a Christian conservative and a can-do business leader who will stand up for our farmers, cattlemen, and foresters and make sure that rural Alabama is never forgotten. That's why the Alabama Farmers Federation's political arm is endorsing Katie Britt for the United States Senate. Here's Katie Britt. The agriculture industry is the number one industry in the state, and I will fight each and every day to make sure that they are in the best place possible. Next to our servicemen and women, there are no greater people in this country than our farmers. I'm inspired by what they do each and every day, getting up before God puts the sun up. They're out in the field, and they're there until late at night. 
that kind of work ethic, that kind of dedication, that kind of love for their country, that is what we need more of in this nation. Katie Britt, endorsed by the Alabama Farmers Federation's Farm Pack. I'm Katie Britt, and I approve this message. Paid for by Britt for Alabama Inc. As we get into Thursday, our rain chances begin to drop, and perfect weather conditions arrive just in time for the weekend. I'm WAFF 48 First Alert Chief Meteorologist Brad Travis on WKAC. Weather, a service of Holtz Pest Control, your authorized Centricon termite control dealer. Get in touch with Holtz Pest Control today at 256-233-6333, or visit them on the web at HoltzPestControl.com. Coach Cody Gross at 10.38, 22 minutes away from 11. Uh, Coach, uh, we uh, got the Hartzell game out of the way. We're, we're even uh, in the in the region. And, you know, I, I know that there are people out there that say, well, you know, gosh, we've lost two games down the region, so what happens? But uh, the season's not over. I mean, we still got this game, and then we've got two more. And what happens in the now, you know, as we get closer, obviously losses start hurting uh, big time. Uh, I don't know, and you you may know. Uh, uh, then again, you may not even keep up with it, you know, or you say you don't. Uh, <laughs> Call me a liar. <laughs> no, I'm not saying you're a liar. I'm just saying you say you don't. Uh, I don't know how many games you can lose and still be in the run. I guess it depends on how many everybody else is losing. Yeah, it does, and and I, and I really don't study it. Yeah. Uh, we're we right now. Muscle Shoals and Hartsville are are both four and zero. One of them is going to get a loss tomorrow night. Because they play each other. Who are you, who are you predicting this thing? It's at Muscle Shoals. I'm, oh, going, with, I'm going Muscle Shoals. That's worth seven. I'm going to go with them. It's worth 14 if they're at Hartsville. You're going to need Hartsville and the officials. So um, they're, they're tied at the, at the top. And then Coleman is in third. You know, they'll be the number three right now. They're three and one. Uh, they're only losses to Hartsville. And then we are tied with Buckhorn at two and two. So we've got them tomorrow night. Um, then. Um, You've got uh, Decatur is, is one and three. And then Columbia and Hazel Green are, are both 0 and 4. So, you know, Decatur's got to win out. Decatur wins out, they can get in. Mm-hmm. They lose one, they're done. Um, you know, we, we just got to take care of business. We're, we're, in a, we're in a good spot, honestly. I mean, I'd rather be 7 and 0 as 3 and 4. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I did this yesterday as I was writing the goal page for the, for the program. Um, I didn't even think about it, but. The four teams that have beat us, not that this is any consolation, and they still beat us, mm-hmm. they're 25-1. and one. So we lost to four teams, and they're 25-1. That one loss was Hueytown to Clay Chalkville, who I'm not sure UNA can beat Clay Chalkville. <laughs> so, you know, you're looking at – I think Hueytown has a good chance to finish season 9-1. and one. I think James Clemens has a good chance to finish season 10-0. and oh. Either Muscle Shoals or Hartsville is probably going to go 9-1. and one. And the other one's going to go ten and zero. So mm-hmm. I think there's a good chance at the end of the season those four teams will only have two losses, you know, between them. So again, there's still losses, and two sure. of them beat us pretty badly. Yeah. But well, I guess what I'm saying, we play some good competition. Oh, absolutely. So it it that competition should prepare us for where we are, and that competition got us ready for Hearts last week. Yeah. And it it should have us ready for Buckhorn as long as we we'll go take care of of business. So playing. Good competition. You ask all. You ask all the time. My wife asks all the time. Why are we playing them? She's asked me many times. Why? Are, do, I don't ask it as do, much as people ask me to ask. Right. Why? Do we have to play them? Why are we do playing? We have these? to play them. No, we don't have to play them, but we want to play them. Yeah. And uh, you know, I want. You want to play them. The fans don't. Yeah, I want to challenge and be the best. I mean, yeah. you know, we get we get beat. But, well, I sure don't like it. Yeah. If the fans don't like it. They need to multiply that by nine million times. How much I don't like it. Right, right. Um, but players don't like it. Either. No, but but you got to understand what the end the end goal is. Right. You know, yeah, it'd be nice to win them all, but you can't, you're not going to win them all. Yeah. It, it, what you need to do is be challenged, do something to make yourself better, and I think that's done that. The speed that we've seen uh, from James Clemens from uh, Hueytown, it helped us against Hartzell. Yeah. And, it, and all that's going to help us against Buckhorn. Yeah. And help us against Coleman, help us against Decatur. That's that's the goal, uh, at least. And um, 
you know, we're, we're not exactly where we'd want to be, but everything we want to do is in front of us. And we control our own destiny from this point on. Mm-hmm. If we can win the rest of them, we're going to finish the three seed. Yeah. And um, three, not, let me ask you, three, uh, I mean, obviously, this, and this may sound like an obvious, stupid question, which it probably is. Most of them that I ask are, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just be honest. But is there a big difference between three and four? Depends on who's one and two over there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You know, the matchups really uh, – I mean, four is going to play number one, so you, you know you're really at a disadvantage if if you're four. Right. four. Three is going to play two, which is obviously, generally speaking, not as good as one. Right. But still. but that that also there are exceptions to all that. Yeah. Well, I know when you're at, when I was at Colbert County, we had a three-way tie for first place in our region, and it the tiebreaker went all the way down to a coin toss. Yeah. And uh, we finished three. Yeah. It was a three-way tie for one, and we're number three. But when you looked at the bracket, the best place to be as you went through the bracket was the number three seed. So, you know, last year, most shows got beat by Coleman the last week of region play. They went from being the number one seed to the four seed because of a last-second play. So, you know, sometimes it matters, sometimes it doesn't. Now, if – we get deep enough into the playoffs. Hueytown is a 6A school. Right. You get deep enough into the playoffs, chances of Athens playing Hueytown would be real good. Yeah, it would happen, yeah. Yeah. But there's some other good ones down there, too. Yeah. Clay Chalpel, Pinson Valley. Yeah. Uh, you know, again, Clay Chalpel had Hueytown 40-6 to six yeah. at one point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no. <laughs> That's going to be a tough draw for somebody. Yeah. <laughs> You're not going to be in that draw, are you? Could happen. Could happen. Okay. Just kind of, just kind of give you the. We got buckhorn tomorrow night. <laughs> we got buckhorn tomorrow night. Ten forty-four. Let's do this. We'll come back and do the first state bank offensive player in just a minute. Alabama is William G. Matthews. The law offices of William G. Matthews is equipped to handle all your legal needs. Real estate closings, divorce cases, personal injury, social security disability, on-the-job injuries, adoptions, bankruptcies, wills, estates, and probates. There's no need to use an out-of-town law firm when William G. Matthews is local. When you schedule your appointment with William G. Matthews, you meet with him face-to-face. Schedule your appointment today by calling 256-232-2310. Serving Athens and surrounding North Alabama areas, William G. Matthews Attorney at Law, online at athens-lawyer.com. No representation is made that the quality of legal services provided are greater than the quality of legal services provided by other attorneys. Some drivers think comfort is found in leather seats or dual climate control. But for 40 million American motorists, comfort is knowing they have a State Farm agent who's always there, providing personal service at a competitive rate. So talk to me, State Farm agent Eddie Brakefield, and I'll help you make sure you get the coverage you need and the discount you deserve. After all, any insurance company can promise you a good price, but nobody takes care of you like a State Farm agent. Call me, Eddie Brakefield, at 232-1238, and I'll prove it. First State Bank is a local community bank that supports the community, community schools, community sports, community businesses, and community individuals, from personal and business loans and accounts to savings and mobile and online banking. First State Bank offers it all. City President Ray Neese and staff would love to talk to you about your financial needs. So visit First State Bank, your hometown community bank, Highway 72 East in Athens, directly across from Bojangles. Member FDIC and Equal Housing Lender. Hello, this is Jimmy Woodruff. I want to talk to you for just a minute about Feed the Eagle, a program we started to support our Hathens High football players. Through the funds raised in the community, we are able to feed our young men twice a day during the season, proper and good nutritious meals. P.O. Box 929 Athens 35612 is where you can mail your contribution. 
I ask for your support to help us continue this great program, and I thank those that have been able to help us in the past. Feed the Eagle. Coach Gross here this morning on the program at uh, 1047. Coach Ray Nice and those friendly folks at First State Bank give us a uh, T-shirt every week that we uh, uh, pass along to uh, an offensive player of the week. And this week's offensive player is Jose Vioma. So Jose's a right tackle, and he's uh, he's a senior, and uh, play, he's played some defensive line for us in the past, and. You know, unselfishly, he, he accepted the role of moving to offensive line. And he's an undersized guy like most of our offensive linemen are. He's about 200 pounds. Uh, also a really good soccer player. Yeah. You don't see many tackles that are really good soccer players. He's a lot of kickers. And he's not a goalie. Yeah. Okay, he's not a goalie. Yeah. Uh, but Jose is a tremendous young man. Just, uh, you just, um, you know, you, you couldn't ask for a, a more polite young man than him. He's uh, He cares. He's... Uh, He's intentional about things that he does, and um, just just a, a really good kind of a quiet leader for us. But um, uses the tools that he has in the offensive line to be as effective as he can be. And what I mean is, he uses his quickness, uses his intelligence mm-hmm. that that helps him out. And the other night, he played about as good as you could ask for him to play. Uh, we ran a lot of uh, wide zone, and he has to reach the defensive end. Did a tremendous job, and they gave us a lot of different looks. You know, we gave them a lot of different looks offensively. They did the same defensively. They shifted their front a lot. Um, you know, they were, they gave us three or four different fronts, and they would shift at the last second. Jose and the whole offensive line, I said earlier, the offensive line as a whole played really, really well. If they can keep doing that, we're just going to get better and better. Um, but Jose was, was pretty special. Some of the things he did the other night was about as good as you can do them. So, you know, I felt like he was worthy of, of the award this week. And, you know, he's got to keep playing that way. The whole offensive line's got to keep playing that way. Because as I've told them all year, if they'll get a hat on a hat and cover defensive uh, linemen and linebackers up, we've got guys in the backfield that can do something with that. You just can't have free runners. You can't let guys, uh, you know, just be released and, and not put a body on them. But you put a body on them and Jaden Jude, Dylan Roper, Cameron Gatewood, Silas Jones, those guys can do something with it. How hard is it for a guy to move from defense to offense just to make that transition? Well, I don't know how hard it is because what we do with our ninth graders is in middle school and ninth grade, they all play both sides of the ball. Mm-hmm. So he, he's played it. You know, he, he played it as a ninth grader, and we kept getting him some reps even the last couple of years uh, just to kind of have him, you know, where he didn't totally lose it. So, um, you know, they grow up doing it in our program. How, speaking of which, the, the other programs that we have, the middle school, the uh, JV, and then the uh, uh, ninth grade team or the freshman team, how are we doing now? Well, the middle school just finished up. Uh, record was not great for the seventh grade or the eighth grade. Um, but, you know, there's some good players in there. And yeah. um, grade level ball can be misleading, you know, because when you get in high school, it's not one grade. Right. So there are some holes. Or they may be, you may be really strong in one class in certain areas. But... Um, and once you combine them, you got to be able to put those pieces together. So the big thing is those guys are getting ripped. You know, they're getting reps. They're getting to play. Uh, they're in a weight program. They're in our speed program. So they're going to be okay. Do you do uh, weights at middle school? We do. We have them during the day. All athletes, male and female, are in the weight room. Will Furlong runs the weight room. He's one of our offensive line coaches. And then Peyton Gross is a full-time sub in the weight room. He he assists there. And basically, what happens is Coach Furlong has them in the weight room and. And uh, Coach G, as they call him, so that when they say Coach Gross, I don't turn my head. Coach G has the speed stuff with them, and and they're able to work it. And that's male and female, every sport. Um, The freshman team is doing really well. Um, Won a game. They beat Hartsville the other night 9-8 to and uh, almost lost 11-9. to So we kicked a 38-yard field goal with 42 seconds left to go up 9-8. to and then Hartzell drives it down and misses a field goal uh, for that game to end. And I don't ever remember a field goal being kicked in a freshman game, and we had two in the last minute of that one the other night. And um, so who's kicking field goals for you? Alberto Ordonez. He's a, a soccer player. Yes, yes. 
We got him out. Coach Ezel coached him in middle school soccer and got him out. He's a left-footed kicker, a very small guy, but has an unbelievable leg. First time he kicked off last spring, we brought him out there and he kicked off. It went to the three. Really? He weighs about 90 pounds. Yeah. And I was like, okay, we, we got a chance here with this one. Yeah. I mean, he really does. He has a chance to be really special. The ball just explodes off his foot. Um, JV lost a heartbreaker the other night to Hartsville, but the JV's done done well this year. Uh, got a couple of games left. The freshman will go to Buckhorn on Monday, and then um, we've got one more game with JV and freshman against Coleman the following week. All right, good deal. Let's take a break. We'll come right back and continue our, bro- our broadcast here with Coach Gross in just a minute. your headquarters for all your trophy, monogramming, and screen printing needs. Athens Athletics has face coverings for COVID-19 with your favorite high school team logo and colors. Or they can custom print your face covering with your business or group's logo. All work is done in-house at their location to ensure top quality results. Athens Athletics at Highway 31 and Armory Drive is your locally owned athletic supplier. Whatever your sport, from soccer to football, tennis to baseball, Athens Athletic has you covered. Plus, Athens Athletics does vinyl lettering too. Athens Athletics can custom print and monogram your business apparel and gift items too. Put Athens Athletics on your team and be a winner. Athens Athletics, Highway 31 in Armory Drive. Since 1965, Pepsi Cola Bottling of Decatur has been committed to our community and proudly supports local school athletics. This commitment has made Pepsi Cola Bottling of Decatur the industry leader, offering a full family of Pepsi and Mountain Dew products at your favorite grocer or convenience store and a friendly, dedicated staff to service your needs with soft drink and snack vending, restaurant services, concessions, or special events. Go with a leader, go with a winner. Locally owned, Pepsi Cola Bottling of Decatur. It's bow time. So it's game time and you got a bunch of rabid fans. Dad, we're hungry. You head out to fire up burgers and dogs and go from grill master to MVP. Then you realize you're out of GAS. Yup, out of gas on game day. What do you do? Drop a big bow box on it. Game on. Feed a family of four with eight pieces of chicken, biscuits, fixings, and tea. It's bow time. The Greater Limestone County Chamber of Commerce and WKAC Radio urge you to shop, eat, and buy local. Local businesses support our community where you live, work, and play. When you shop, eat, and buy local, you help your local economy stay strong by creating jobs, improving local government services, schools, and recreation. Make Athens Limestone County a better community. Shop, eat, buy local. A message from the Greater Athens Limestone County Chamber of Commerce and WKAC. We keep Athens connected. Back with Coach Groves. Coach, of course, this is the week that you uh, absolutely love, you and all coaches. Uh, and uh, it's homecoming week. Uh, <laughs> are we still doing egg wars now? <laughs> I just thought I'd ask. You know, I mean, I think I think that's a Philip Rivers start, wasn't it? Did he want to start those egg wars? Did he? I think so. You're going to put that on him? I think so. But I'm not sure. I have no idea the origin, but yeah. it's lingering. Is it, well, for a while we didn't do it, I think. I think we kind of... There's some, there are some sir. stupid things that go on during uh, homecoming week. Try to tell our guys, you know, the, the main event's seven o'clock on Friday night. Right. You no, know, that other stuff matters. Yeah. None of it matters. Yeah. Um, you know, I just um, let's just hope we're not getting too involved in that. It, you know, we, we've handled homecoming well around here since I've been here. Um, we've handled it really well, and let's just keep our fingers crossed that we'll we'll handle it well this time. It's. Yeah, it's not ideal for a coach. You know, yeah. we don't like anything that's out of the norm. But, you know, you, got, you guys got to be able to handle it. So, um, so I, I think we will. To parade uh, is when? Today? Tomorrow. 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 So school gets out early tomorrow. Well, there, there's no school tomorrow. Oh, okay. It's a okay. professional development day for teachers. So that's the other thing. Besides being homecoming, yesterday was testing for 10th and 12th graders. 
So the ninth and eleventh graders had what we call an e-learning day where they'd stay home. So practice schedule screwed up yesterday. Um, uh, you know, being out of school on Friday. All the things Coach Gross don't like happens. One week. In this week. <laughs> we got, got two days out of school, yeah. um, homecoming, parade. Well, all we need now is snow. And, and, <laughs> and, uh, and a huge football game. This is a big one. Oh, it's huge. Yeah. What about Absolutely. Buckhorn? Real quick about Buckhorn. Well, they got a new coach, Matt Patterson. Uh, he'd been the offensive coordinator at Bob Jones for a while. Uh, coached at Madison Academy last year. He's the son of a coach. Uh, really, really good guy. I've known him for a long time. He's, he's a solid person. He's, he's the kind of guy that you need in coaching. You know, he, he needs to be affecting young people. And he's gone in there and in, infused a little energy into that program and, and uh, got a little excitement. There's a little buzz in the community. And, you know, they're 5-2. They're and two. Uh, They beat Bob Jones. Um, you know, it's, it's, uh, they lost to Coleman and Decatur. Uh, barely lost to Decatur. They're, um, offensively, the quarterback makes them go. Uh, as he basically say every week, right. but he he's left-handed, uh, good passer, also has the ability to pull it down and run, uh, which is you know pretty scary. Um, you know, offense line's good. Defensively, they're stingy. You know, they're not giving up a lot of points. Um, Going to give us a lot of different looks, like we got last week, and with the with the many different things that we do offensively, formationally, uh, there's no telling what we're going to see. Mm-hmm. But also no telling what they're going to see, you know, right. because we're going to line up a lot of stuff, and then they're going to line up a lot of things defensively. So we got to be able to basically go into the game once the game gets going, see how they're going to align to some different personnel groupings that we're in, and then uh, be ready to attack whatever they show us. So we should expect a really good ball game tomorrow night. Uh, that's yeah. what that's what I'm expecting. Yeah, I mean, really, I mean, this isn't going to be a pushover. Oh no, either either squad, obviously no. for them, but you know, no, if we'll if we'll do our part, it'll be a good football game. And it's a very important game. We need a lot of folks out there. Yes. The fans do make a difference. Oh, there's no doubt. We had a good crowd at Hartsville last week. We did, and, uh, and and should have. You know, and, and again, they, you know, our guys need the support. You know, and I would just ask when we're on defense, get up on your feet and make some noise and, and cheer those guys on and make it, a, make it a home field advantage. Yeah. All right, Coach, thank you a whole lot. Good luck to you. We'll talk to you Friday night. And, right. of course, we'll see you back here on Thursday. I right, appreciate it. Yes, sir. Thank you.